The Adam Crowley Show. Hello, Hey, I'd like to place an order for pickup, please. What's that, sir? Can I place an order for pickup, please? Everything is done at the window, sir. At the window? Yes, sir. It's fast food service. That's funny. I thought the flyer's window closed. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Unless I'm at an Italian restaurant, then I start ordering things sounding like I know what's up. Yeah, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. A pizza pie. Yeah. And for you, sir? I will have the gabagool. What? The gabagool. I, I don't really know what that is. You know, gabagool. I don't, I don't, I don't have to have what that. What he's trying to say is gabagool. Guys, guys all right. I don't I'm trying really to think I that we have that. That's okay. Bring him the gabagool. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina is sitting across from me. Get after him at ButtonPusher970. And you can get after Shirtless Tom at FBomber73. I have dyslexia today. Just switch around everything I just said. And you'll be fine. You'll be up to speed. It'll be okay. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. And then tell them that we're doing radio up in here. The wheels are off, gentlemen. I don't know what's going on. Last night's preseason game was just (sighs) horrendous. When you watch preseason games and your living is to watch football, that's whenever it really feels like a job. Like, when I'm watching a regular season pre- uh, game, it does not feel like a job. It feels like fun. And you do the show afterwards, and then the whole week, you got stuff to talk about. It's a lot of fun. Preseason. Ooh. Next week's is going to be atrocious. Luckily, there's some time between now and then. It's not until Saturday of next week. And luckily for me and Williamson, not that you guys care, we will be out around 10 instead of 2 in the morning. So... Saves me four hours of sleep there. Yeah, me and Tom work with you too, so like it saves us sleep too. Not just you. I'm a big I'm a big me guy right now. You noticed. And really, I only care about Tom because you what, didn't, what what you didn't go to Lebo, so yeah, it's fair. Who's gonna have a better career, Troy Apke or Ian Happ? Troy's got some ground to make up there. No kidding. I'm going to bet on Ian Happ. You're friends with Easily. Ian. You're friends with Ian. Easily. Yeah, so much so that he didn't text you back today when I said, get him on the show. Yeah. Or maybe he did. What did he say? Something could be coming in the future. Wow. All right. Let's just leave it at that. Look at you, Tom. Atta boy. Adam comes at you for not booking a guest, and you're like, you know what? I'm working. Did Apke text you back? No. He's okay. dead to me right now. Wow. <laughs> but if so, he wants to come on, he's I love him again, so... Silver spoon up his ass, Lebo boy. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, cake eater. I mean, he makes one interception in the NFL, and he thinks he's better than us all of a sudden. We had him on the show before anybody else knew who he was. We did. He can run, run. (laughs) How about Williamson? Went to Lebo High School, graduated from Lebo High School, now lives in Upper St. Clair. I mean, what the hell is that about? You want to talk about Silver Spoon? You want to talk about cake eater? You want to talk about... White guy. Matt Williamson. Matt Williamson might be the whitest man ever. 
I mean, have you seen what he wears? Just oversized t-shirt, ball shorts. He walks around like someone's got their thumb up his ass. Like, he is such a white guy. <laughs> he is. He really is. He like, Williamson doesn't wear glasses, but he should. <laughs> you don't believe me. I'm picturing the walk. I'm stuck on that. Sorry. He walks around like he owns the place. White guy. He does. He looks like mo- like if you were to look at Williamson in a yearbook photo, my- most likely to have a 30-pack in his trunk at that moment of the picture. <laughs> like, that's the guy, right? Most likely to sell ham out of the backseat of his car. <laughs> Isley's. Yes, chip chop, baby. And that's not just the type of ham. That is the amount of time it takes for him to turn it over. Chip, chip chop. chop. He'll get that ham to you quick. He'll put that meat in your hand. He'll put that ham in your mouth. Hell are we talking about? I don't know. You started this. I'm just Did trying I? to help you out. Yeah. You started painting a picture of Williamson being an overprivileged white guy who's even too good for Lebo and has a thumb up his ass when he walks. That's where you went. I love Not Lebo. Not me, Matt. Not me. The big Lebo That's guy. That's where Crowley went. It's like two bars. That's it. There's nothing to do. You can walk to school. They didn't have buses. It's because the parents all had BMWs. They didn't need buses. It's a small district. It's it's all it's all pushed in tight. Everyone's really close. You can walk from one side to the other in just over two and a half hours. <laughs> Probably shorter than that. Preseason sucks. It sucks. I can get it. Why you'd go to the game if you're a Steelers fan and you've never been to Lambeau Field. I can get it if you're a Packers fan and you like to spend time at Lambeau Field. But if you're going anywhere else, nah, nah, nah. Reliant Stadium's beautiful. You hear the giant Jerry Dome, the Death Star. If you want to go check that out, that's fine. How about the giant toaster they got out in Arizona where you can slide the field out and slide the field back in? I can see if you want to see that. But apart from checking out venues and getting in at maybe a slightly less than outrageous price, I don't know why you'd want to go. Last night's game dragged on, and there are no stakes. It doesn't mean anything apart from guys on the bottom end of the roster who are fighting for that spot. And do you really want to watch that anyhow? Do you think most fans, and I I mean this seriously, do you think most fans know who Matthew Thomas is? Tom, do you know who Matthew Thomas is? You've been listening to Steelers Nation Radio for the last three weeks. Do you know who Matthew Thomas is? Does he play for the Steelers? Bam! Undrafted Florida State might make the team as an inside linebacker. You don't know who the hell he is. Wait, he seriously is a guy on the Steelers? Yes. He's fast. You know what? I think he's got a good shot to make this team. Who cares? I do, but it's my job. But if I were you, I don't know how much I'd care. I don't think I would. You care about the quarterbacks, that's sexy. You care about the running backs, that's sexy. You care about the wide receiver, that's sexy. But inside linebacker depth... That's where I think we lose you. Steelers Nation Radio, the people who listen to that, they're dorks, they're geeks. They're diehards. They care. And most of you listening to the show, I'm sure, would consider yourself diehards, but how much of a diehard are you? Seriously, how much do you care? How interested are you in the bottom end of the roster? I don't think you are. Not on this team. If you're a Browns fan, oh, baby, spots 40 through 53, (laughs) who we got? 
Who are we watching this year? Whose jersey are we not buying? I can't wait to see who makes this football team. But if you're a Steelers fan, does the difference between them going to the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl come down to one guy, the 53rd man on the roster? Probably not. David Tyree says, hi. Probably not. I doubt it. So, it's not that interesting. Game three will be interesting. How's Ben look? How's the offensive line look? How's the defense look? They actually game planned. Can you? Are they going to throw the dollar defense out there? Are they going to play nickel? Are they going to play dime? Are we going to see only one linebacker on the field? All those things are interesting. So the first half, oh, I'm in, baby. But as I prepare for the post-game show, I'm going to take an extended nap in the second half. Right there, next to Whitey Williamson. And I'll have him tap me on the shoulder with his silver spoon whenever it's time to go. Doesn't interest me. Juju Smith-Schuster caught a touchdown yesterday. Now it interests me because now I can throw to people's faces. Juju's a renegade. He's a millennial jackass. He takes pictures with fans. He runs the wrong route. He's into himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, I buy all that. He also catches touchdowns, so I don't care what else he does. He's not running people over with his car. Not shooting people. He's not getting busted with marijuana. None of that's happening. He's just kind of a diva at the wide receiver position. Shocker, never seen that before. (gasps) Oh my god, a diva at the wide receiver position. No way! If he runs the wrong route and it goes the other way for six in a game, a game of consequence, okay, I'll be pissed. We should all be pissed. You don't want to see that at all. Seinfeld voice. But until that point, all I've seen him do is make plays. All I've seen Juju B is L-I-T lit, bitch. 900 plus yards last year, seven touchdowns, plays two preseason game, touchdown here, touchdown there. And in the playoff game, people say, well, he didn't play well. No. A lot of people didn't. Ben didn't. Gave him 14 points. But he threw for 470 yards. Gave him 14 points. He gave him 14 points. It matters. So Juju not playing well. Okay. It's a game. His body of work shows me, tells me he's going to be a good player. 412-922-2874. Why should I feel good about this defense? I'll play the devil's advocate on myself here because no one's going to call. No Hayward, no Watt, no Hayden, no Davis or Hilton. But the guys that were in there weren't great. The run defense was fine. And it was better than it was the first week. We can all agree on that. That's a good sign. Yay. Yippee. Hooray. Hurrah. Fireworks. Not my butt. But. But, but. The inside linebacker stunk. Terrell Edmonds got beat for two touchdowns. You got Javon Hargrave not playing with the first team. And Dale says that's nothing against Javon Hargrave. Well, I kind of think it was, given the way that he played in game one in the preseason. I he was getting pushed around. So, the defense still has me concerned. I keep saying, it's the show-me defense. It's the show-me defense. My Pittsburgh... City Paper column says it's a show-me defense. I need to see what they do in the regular season, and we're not there yet, and I'm already scared. Next week, they can earn me back a little bit more. 
They can make me feel better about them if they play better with all their starters in there, but the guys that were in there didn't play well enough. The big positive, though, and we'll talk to Dale Lolly about this coming up in a few minutes, is James Washington. That boy's got some strong hands. Imagine what he could do as president. Donald's got the tiny hands. James Washington got them strong hands. He's a farmer. That It always comes back to he's a farmer. Charlie Batch and Pomp are talking on the show, on the game broadcast yesterday. And, well, he's such a hard worker because he's a farmer. And I thought, okay, that's, yeah, I mean, he said that a thousand times. I'm sure he works at it, too. And then in the post game, he's asked about, I'm a farmer. Okay, all right, then. I guess that's the narrative. He's a farm boy, and farm boys take footballs from non-farm boys. I guess that's what we're learning here. If you worked on a farm, you could take the football away from the guy who grew up in Mount Lebanon. <gasps> Full circle. Oh, wow. You get a lot of effort. You get a lot of time with pigskin. That's for sure. Woo. Quit hogging the mic. It's not one you hang out there. Pretty good. Tom, did you ever work on a farm? No. Why? Because you grew up in Lebo. And I have a silver spoon. Up your butt. It's comfy. Dale Lolly next. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Do you go double kibasi? It's been known to happen. Holy crap. I mean, I can see you taking two kibasis at once in college, but probably not on a sandwich. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. So this Zach Smith guy who wound up getting fired from Ohio State apparently ordered sex toys to Ohio State offices had sex with an Ohio State staffer, and took nude photos while at the White House in 2015. You know who lives in a White House? Matt Williamson. Whitey Williamson. He's the whitest guy ever, isn't he? The Zach Smith stuff is serious. Very serious. I just wanted to talk about sex toys on the show. But back to preseason football. That's what gets the blood pumping, not the sex toys. Dale Lolly joins us now. Still, I believe, in... Good old Wisconsin. Dale, did you enjoy your time yesterday at Lambeau Field? Yeah, I always do, Adam. How are you? I'm good, buddy. That's one of the things that makes preseason watchable, I think. I said in the first segment, (laughs) I don't like preseason. Halfway through, I get bored. I'm tired. I'm getting old. But if you got a chance to go to Lambeau, I can understand why it might be exciting. Yeah, it's a good spot. And I always enjoy going here. I'm, I'm actually still in Green Bay, so... You know, waiting to to get out. You sound as energetic as I do. Dale Lolly (laughs) joined us today on the show after a late night, uh, to be sure. Uh, Dale, the defense did not have Hayward or Watt or Hayden or Davis or Hilton, but the guys that were in there didn't impress. What concerns you the most, and what gives you the most hope if you're a Steelers fan? I'm really not concerned at all about the defense, to be honest with you. I thought they stopped the run very well. Um, you know, they give up some passing yards. Uh, but again, there's no, there's no game planning there. There's no scheming. It's just lining up and playing, um, 
against the guy in front of you. So I, I don't get overly concerned about the uh, the preseason in terms of that. And as you just mentioned, I think of those five guys you mentioned, I think we can agree that that's probably three of the top four defensive guys. Yes. Maybe, you know, maybe more. Uh, so I, I'm not overly concerned about the defense. And they, they really got no help from the offense whatsoever in the first half of that game. No, um, they didn't. You know, they're, they're, a punt, you know, they give up the, the early touchdown on the, on the interception. Uh, then they come out and, and a, the punt gives the ball to Aaron Rodgers at the 40. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, that, that's just not a good recipe for success. Um, they, they could have held up a little bit more. There were a couple of penalties there that were, uh, that helped some things along, including that one to Sensabaugh, which uh, if they're going to start calling that, that play that way, uh, it's going to be a long, long season in the NFL. Um, but, uh, again, I, I don't get overly concerned with, with that kind of stuff. It, it, to me, it was you know a step backwards for Mason Rudolph. I didn't think he played very well. Um, I liked the way they ran the ball. Uh, I, thought, I thought James Conner ran the ball well. I thought Fitzgerald Toussaint ran the ball well. Uh, and, and even you know some of the other backs that were in there. So there's some positives you can take out of this game. James Washington, those kind of things. But I don't get overly concerned with, with what happens in a preseason game. I still worry about the inside linebacker position, though, Dale. Well, that, that's one area that I'm looking at it. Uh, Tyler Marikiewicz, he can't play in today's NFL. No. Much as I like the guy, and he, he is a good guy, um, he's 20 years too late. He, you know, 20 years ago, he would have a 10-year career in the NFL, much like his position coach, Jerry Olsaski, great above the neck, uh, you know, will, will hustle his butt off and, and do all those things. Uh, and I understand he's, a, he's an excellent special teams player, but, you know, that's just not enough. That's not enough to win a spot in this roster if, if if, if I'm looking at things the way that they need to be looked at, and they need to do something there, uh, whether that be uh, use more. Of the, we haven't seen any of the, the six or seven DB packages no. yet. It's all been it's all been nickel in this preseason, and I think they're doing that because they want to see those inside linebackers cover. And I think we're seeing that they can't really cover all that well. Yeah, I hope they're seeing it too. I'm sure they are. Dale Lally joining us here in the Crowley Show. Terrell Edmonds got beat for two touchdowns. But when the ball was being thrown out the back of the end zone, we saw his athleticism as he went up and got it. He also forced a fumble on the kickoff return and recovered the fumble. What did you see from him yesterday? And what have your overall opinion? What has your overall opinion been of him at camp? I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you see the athleticism. You see the uh, he's good above the neck in terms of he, he's he's able to comprehend things pretty quickly. In terms of, uh, you know, getting quote unquote beaten for touchdowns, uh, you know, if you're playing safety in this league, it's not often that you're going to be asked to line up on, you know, receivers or tight. Again, no game planning went into that game yesterday. So, you know, he's not studying film of the Packers. And here's what they like to run in this situation, or here's, here's some things they like to do in this situation. So basically, you're just lining up against the guy and going after him. And, uh, and, you know, and maybe that guy's Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you get beaten by a t- a t- for a touchdown by Jimmy Graham, well, guess what? That's why he's still in the league, you know, after ten years because that's what he does. He's going to catch. I bet Jimmy Graham may catch it, you know, twelve to fifteen touchdown passes this year. Terrell Edmonds won't be the only safety that he beats for a score this year. That's just the way. I mean, that's what that guy does. I thought it was kind of a mixed bag for Morgan Burnett. A couple of times he came up and stifled the quarterback uh, as the quarterback was trying to escape the pocket in. 
after 12 hours, I have not gone back and watched the game, so I don't remember which quarterback was running around, but he, he did snuff him out. And he also took a bad angle on, on one of the bigger plays for Green Bay. What have you seen from him? And do you even take anything away from him in the preseason, given what he's already put on tape in his career and given what you've already seen in camp? Yeah, not not so much. I mean, again, I, I, if if, they, if these are problems, like for this game next week, they're going to they'll probably game plan a little bit for Tennessee. They've got a couple of extra days in there. Uh, so this is the one that really matters to me because this is the one that the starters are going to play the most, and you're probably going to see them scheme it up a little bit and, and, and maybe you know look at some things that Tennessee does to get a good test run for the for the uh, regular season. So you know if they have these kind of issues next week, then I'll then I'll you know I'll, I'll be concerned, and I'm sure they will as well. Uh, not that they probably aren't already with some of the things. They, they don't have the depth um, at some positions that you would like to have. Uh, but I do think they have decent, you know, really good depth in the secondary. It might be the deepest part point of the team. Uh, I think Morgan Burnett's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, he, yeah, he took a bad false step on that catch by Devontae Adams. But, you know, that's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. Those two are pretty good. Um, I, I expect Morgan Burnett will be okay once the regular season starts. Dale Lawley joining us here on the Crowley Show. You mentioned a couple of the good things from this game. James Washington. I mean, he's just doing what he keeps on doing in camp. He's just doing what he kept on doing for minicamp and OTAs. It's good to see. It gives the Steelers that added dimension to the offense that I had been worried about a little bit just by looking at his body. But, I mean, there's no reason to be worried now. I'd like to see him keep getting some reps with the ones because uh, this guy looks like he could be very good. Yeah, I mean, when the ball's in the air, uh, he goes after it. And <laughs> if he gets his hands on it, it's going to be caught. Uh, he, he is a, a pretty special player in that regard. And, uh, you know, he's he's only 5'11", uh, but he's 213 pounds, so he's put together pretty well. And, you know, we saw him last week at practice go up and take a ball away from Brian Allen, saw him take one away from Joe Hayden, and then we see him again last night uh, taking the ball away from the defensive back, just going up over top of him. And, uh, you know, that's my that's, that's my ball. Uh, just he's a um, he's a very strong player at the point of attack, and and uh, he said he enjoys those kind of jump ball one on one situations. He's going to win those. Uh, he's got a little bit of AB in him in that respect. Rudolph's throw to Juju Smith Schuster was a good one. Uh, he rebounded from the interception. I thought Dobbs rebounded fairly well from the interception too. Mike Tomlin said that both of them had the demeanor that you would want. What did you see out of those guys? You know, I thought Rudolph um, looked a little tentative out there. Um, you know, he, I think he's still in the situation. He played in the Big 12, Adam. Whoa. And you know the Big 12 very well. Um, there's a lot of receivers running wide open in, in the Big 12. That's just the, that's just the way that conference plays. So, you know, when you're watching, or, you know, if you're Mason Rudolph, um, you still have to adjust to being able to, to say, okay, that guy's open, or I get to throw the ball even if he's just a little bit open. Uh, so I thought he was tentative, especially going down the field. I thought he, he backed off some throws that he probably could have attempted uh, to take some dump-offs to the backs and those kind of things. He's going to learn. You know, I, I think he's farther along than Dobbs was last year at this time. If you remember back to last year's preseason, Dobbs didn't look very good. Uh, he looks like a different guy this year. And I, I asked him after the game, we've seen him, you know, do some uh, run-pass option stuff where he, you know, tucks the ball away and, and takes off with it. Um, some of that is designed, and some of that is just 
Dobbs making a play with with uh, you know what with the experience that he's gained. He told me last night that um, you know look I I have the the ability if I see you know that there's a spot in the on the zone that that uh, in the coverage that is open I'm going to take off and run with it because I can get the first down and keep the chains moving. I thought he played pretty well after that first interception and I'll say this as well. I like Damone Patterson. Um, I think he's a, an intriguing prospect. But if you watch the replay of that interception, Couldn't agree more. He made a- absolutely no effort to go get the football. He could have. He could have at least broken that up. Or, or you know, take a pass interference penalty in that situation. But you can't allow allow the uh, interception to happen and then watch as the uh, DB runs down the sideline. No, you can't. And I thought that that was the problem last week too. It, it was yeah, a throw that hung up there. But yeah, yeah. It, it 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 can't continue to happen and. I mean, that's going to kill you if you're a guy like Damone Patterson. Yeah, and that's one reason why I, you know, I, I just put put together a 53-man roster, and I didn't have him on it because I think he needs some more seasoning. Um, I think there's some potential there, but plays like that will make the quarterback not want to go back to you. I mean, ben Roethlisberger standing on the sidelines watching this this kind of stuff happen. He's going, okay, I don't trust that guy to throw him the ball in those kind of situations. Dale, any surprises on your 53-man? Yeah, I would say, uh, do you expect Tyler Maticiewicz to be on the 53-man roster? Oh, you cut his ass! I cut him. Whoa! Cut him and, and maybe that doesn't happen because he is a core special teams guy. Um, but I couldn't find room for him on there. I didn't have Nat Burhey on, on my 53-man roster. Boy, did um, he not look good on that long touchdown yesterday. That was yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, there's some veterans here that, are, you know, you start looking at things and going, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know where's a, where there's a spot for these guys. And I like both of those guys. They're both good guys. But, when it, you know, this is a cold business, Adam. I like you. I'd cut you in a heartbeat. You would. I mean, that's just that's the business, man. That's that's the way it goes. Mike Tomlin says, uh, such is life in the National Football League. Did you uh, cut Anthony Ciccolo? I did not cut okay. Anthony Ciccolo, no. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut him either, but only because... Yeah. They got nobody else. Yeah, exactly, uh, Dale. Daniel McCullers started yesterday. I he, he's playing better than we've seen him play. He's putting the the center in the lap of the quarterback, and, and then it's like the scene from The Blind Side where uh, Michael Orr runs the dude over and throws him over the fence and doesn't really know what to do. He's just gonna be bigger and stronger than the guy. But I mean, if he does that enough, that's gonna keep him on the roster, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, I was told that uh, they're looking at him not necessarily because they, they're upset with, with Javon Hargrave. They want to give him an opportunity to play with the ones and see what he looks like. And I, I think that he's looked okay. Uh, he's certainly mm-hmm. been better than what we've seen in the past. And I just wonder, you know, having a, a new position coach in there and Carl Dunbar, um, you know, maybe he's a little bit more of the uh, horse whisperer type of guy uh, or defensive line whisperer. He's not screaming and yelling at him like uh, John Mitchell used to. Mitch was more of a uh, drill sergeant type. And, you know, break him down and build him back up, and some guys don't don't handle that well. So, you know, I wonder if that's the way McCullers is, and, and uh, uh, he seems to be uh, playing a lot better than, than he has in the past. But I still think Javon Hargrave's their starter. Um, but, you know, if they can get five to ten plays out of, uh, out of Big Dan that look like that, um, okay, now you got something. I mean, we're talking about a guy, Adam, who going into the playoff game last year in Jacksonville, a game in which you know that Stefan Tuitt is playing banged up, 
uh, basically with, with, without a healthy arm on either side. Uh, and you know, Hargrave is dealing with a back injury. And we then find out after the season that LT Walton needs shoulder surgery immediately after the year. And McCullers was not active for that playoff game. And they only have six linemen. <laughs> Tells you what they thought. And it's Jacksonville. You know they're going to run the football, and McCullers still couldn't get a hat that day. Um, I think he's taken a positive step forward. Dale, last thing for you. Vance McDonald, should I start worrying about that yet? No, you know, I talked to him uh, last week, and they're just being careful with him. Um, this is this is more of a pain issue right now. And let's be honest, this, the fields at St. Vincent College, uh, you and I saw Senquez Golden's career basically ended out there right yeah. in front of us. He stepped in a little divot, and that was the end of it. Um, that field was pretty beaten up by the end of training camp. In fact, all the fields out there were pretty beaten up at the end of training camp because there had been so much rain. So I think they were kind of, you know, taking it easy on Vance McDonald, allowing it's, – it's not a serious injury with him. It's just something that, you know, if, if, if he doesn't get the rest on, it can linger into the season. So you let it, you let it heal, um, no pun intended, because it is in his heel. And, you know, he's going to be ready for the regular season. He feels like, uh, you know, he's still getting good reps out there mentally. He's a veteran. It's not like it's not like there's not a lot of other veterans missing stuff out there. But they're able to sit and watch and learn um, the offense and the things that they need to know just by being able to be on the sideline and, and watch all this stuff go on. Dale, the energy, it, it ticked up by the end. I think you warmed up to the task, my friend. Well, I didn't want to start screaming and yelling here on the phone. I'm in the middle of an airport, so I might get a, you know, never never know. Start talking about throwing a bomb. Um, I could get in trouble. Dale, gee, oh, my God. <laughs> don't get, say bomb. Don't say bomb. Bomb, don't say that. How big is the, the Green Bay Airport anyhow? It can't possibly be that big. Eh, it's about the same size as Greensburg. Okay, very good. I'm sorry, Latrobe, Latrobe uh, Airport. Okay, well, be careful. Except there's, except there's no denunzios here. No, no denunzios and uh, no wacky sports writers down the road at Sharky's getting just hammered drunk. None of that, no. Thanks again for the time, man. I will see you Sunday for Family Fest. Sounds good, Adam. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. They better wand his ass down at Family Fest, though. I mean, Dale Lolly, terrorist. Yeah, known. Uh, he's, he's known to make threats in public places. Don't like him. No. Don't like that. Not digging it. ISIS. <laughs> Dale's a, Dale's a cell. You ever see Homeland? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. That's Dale Lolly. The sports reporter was the guy who was up to it the whole time. He's going to get bunked in with me and Pursuta and Dulac yeah. and all the guys in the radio booth and bam! Yeah. See ya! <laughs> hey, what day is it? It's Friday, Adam. That means it's a free movie Friday! And Adam Tickets, the best app to book your movie tickets, wants to hook you up to see Crazy Rich Asians in theaters today. Don't miss this heartwarming, hilarious, and romantic comedy based on the beloved best-selling novel. Text BURGER to ATOM1. That's BURGER to ATOM12861 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates may apply. I know none of y'all read that, so go see the movie. Yes. I ain't reading a book. No, he's got time for that. Not me. Dale will when he's <laughs> in jail. In jail for life. In Guantanamo. <laughs> they don't allow books in Guantanamo. Oh, okay. they don't. <laughs> no, no. 
They can read it right after he's waterboarded. Yeah, I hear they're actually putting text on the washcloths now. Part of the improvement plan. <laughs> so you can read during your waterboard? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's... I mean, if you feel like you're drowning, big... at least you can learn something, too. I'm a big fan of Two Birds, One Stone. Is that a book? <laughs> I don't know. I read it the other day while I was being waterboarded. I think it was just an article. Periodical. Yeah, periodical. Coming up next, hottest take of the day, three stars of the show, and other crap. TSP in Pittsburgh. Adam Crowley. Uh, I want to talk about what the hell you guys are doing at Cheese because I, I really don't want to Google condoms, noses on my uh, work computer. So The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Seems like the Pirate game is going to get rained out tonight. I have no idea if that's the case, actually. I, that is fake news. Hashtag fake news. Sad. It's not going to start on time, though. That much I know for sure. If my life was a baseball game, the games would always end prematurely. for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are delicious. We were just riffing on this during the break. Brian's got a great peanut butter and jelly technique. I just put peanut butter on one side, a little bit of peanut butter on the other, jelly on the side with a little bit of peanut butter, and then I get to eating. Brian's got himself a theory. Tom's a mess. What's your theory, Brad guy? I go great wall of peanut butter around the edges of the sandwich. I build myself a little peanut butter trough on one side of the bread. So it's like raised on the edges. It looks like a pool. And then I put a little flat peanut butter on the uh, other piece of bread. And then right in that pool of peanut butter, I dump the jelly in that. And when you squeeze it together, those walls stop the peanut butter or the stop the jelly from coming over the sides. That's the worst thing about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is it when is. you get the jelly overflow. Yep. You want that jelly to be jammed in there. Yeah. <laughs> You sure do. You do. You a fan of the Uncrustable? No, fan. I'm not. Of course Tom Big is. Fan. Yeah, Tom. Tom's eight years old. Tom eats like a four-year-old. Yes, he does. He has ham and cheese sandwiches every Lunchables day. Lunchables he brings in. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's like a little snack pack. Not surprised his, at all by that. In his bag, he's got like little carrots. Like, it's like a whole thing. It's like I'm watching a kid go to elementary school with a school-packed lunch. Peanut butter and jelly is the best snack Sandwich, in my opinion, it's a good one. Uncrustables, yes. No, no not uncrustables. No, that's Tom. not a sandwich. Jesus, that's God, like a no. pita pocket of jelly. Chunky or smooth? Uh, it depends, really. See, I don't understand why anybody could have one over the other. No, you go back and forth. I mean, honestly, like if I got like a like a type of jelly, like a like a apricot or like a grape, I'll go with chunky usually. But if I go straight strawberry, I like the creamy. It's just a personal thing. Oh, so you, you guys switch up your jellies? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. a strict grape guy. You go straight grape. Yep. That's a good Every choice time. though. Concord. I guess you could mix a strawberry in every once in a while. We're Concord. Apple jelly, highly underrated. That's Never a good. Jelly. I love apple butter. Oh, mm-hmm. there's, 
like in lieu of a peanut butter and jelly sometimes, I will go straight apple butter on a sandwich. Yes. It's good stuff. My wife and I go to the farm every the Amish. year. The Amish? Every year mm-hmm. in the fall, and we get ourselves some apple butter, and it's delicious. You know the Amish got great hands. Really good at football because they're farmers. Ah, like Juju's eh? friend, yeah. James Washington. That was a callback, Rally. It was. I, I see back. what you did there, yeah. and I missed it. guess we're going to have to turn out the lights on that segment, Amish. It had no, uh, there was no energy to it. Peanut butter and jelly is the best. That is the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. Officials were alarmed as helicopters were flying over Lambeau Field in the first quarter. Guess that's why Antonio Brown wasn't dressed for the game. Woo! Other crap. Authorities are seeking Dale Lolly for questioning. Woo! Other crap. It's been 635 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Dale Lolly. Well, I didn't want to start screaming and yelling here on the phone. I'm in the middle of an airport, so I might get a, you know, never never know. If you start talking about throwing a bomb, um, I could get in trouble. Dale, gee, oh my God. <laughs> Don't get, say bomb. Don't say bomb. You're acting like a maniac and you threatened her with a bomb. No, I said I didn't have a bomb. You said bomb. I said it's not like I have a bomb. You said bomb on an airplane. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? You can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. You gonna arrest me? Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Tom Brady. Brady's probably like, yo, man. TB12, he tells me I got to be active. I got to put my mind in the stadium, yo. Got to be pliable. Got to be pliable. And how am I supposed to visualize the pliabilization if I'm not in the stadium playing football, brah? First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Matt Williamson. You want to talk about Silver Spoon. You want to talk about Cake Eater. You want to talk about White Guy. Matt Williamson. Matt Williamson might be the whitest man ever. I mean, have you seen what he wears? Just oversized t-shirt, ball shorts. He walks around like someone's got their thumb up his ass. Like, he is such a white guy. He is. He really is. Like, Williamson doesn't wear glasses, but he should. Oh, hold your horses, ladies and gentlemen. We got a boner star. And our bonus star for tonight is our tight shit. That really happened. You know, it really did. Oh, boy. That's my bad. Quit That's throwing right. stuff over there. Sorry. Okay? Pull it together. Yeah. Running a type shit tight. RT. A tight. That was a RT, a Tom. tight Tom. ship around here. I think Tom's tea. on the phone. Wait, did he hard T in the intro of the hard T? I think he hard T'd in the intro to the hard T. <laughs> Guarantee it's not there if you check the air check. I guarantee you that the hard <laughs> T is there. Uh, how much you want to bet? I will bet you any. I bet. Yeah, I'll bet you anything you have. I will bet you all of your Mountaineer gear so I can burn it. That there's no hard T in there. I will not take that bet. Stop arguing, guys. Why do you always stop after my jokes? I'm going to get fired. Who let the dogs out? Things we learned on today's show. 
I have a potty mouth. Matt Williamson is a white guy's white guy. Dale Lally is an undercover operative for ISIS. And if you want to be a great wide receiver in the National Football League, you have got to farm. Did we learn anything else? I like that idea. What did we learn at the end of the week? That's not bad. That's a good one. I kind of like that. Let's do that from now on. It's educational. It is. That's it, though, I guess. Four things. We learned something about Tim Benz. I'm not sure what, but we did. I've known everything I needed to know about Tim Benz for a while. See you Monday.